feel like we're enjoying staying in Ubud at the moment like less crowd a bit relaxed yeah you know apart from the economic uh, the economic impact it's everything is good here I'm Danny Valant and this is Dirty Linen the podcast that takes the issues the hospitality industry finds hard to air in public and shakes them all about Today on Dirty Linen, we are heading to Bali, a place that lives so fondly in the hearts of so many people in Australia. In fact, I would be, I'm sure I'd be right in saying that many people in Australia and especially in Melbourne would be looking forward to a regular September trip to Bali for the school holidays. Of course, that's not happening this year. It was announced just earlier this week that Bali is not going to accept any international tourists until uh, 2021. So we've got to push back those great times in the beaches, the cafes, the mountains, the beautiful nature, the beautiful people of Bali. But I'm so happy to say that we can still chat to somebody and that's Dwi Amayanti who owns a cafe in Ubud called Little Talks. Emma, thank you so much for coming to have a chat to Dirty Linen today. Thank you for inviting me, Dani. I'm so, it's my pleasure and I'm sure everyone in Australia that loves Bali is going to be so glad to hear a bit, hear a little bit about what Bali is like at the moment. So tell, tell me what things are like in Ubud right now. Um, yeah, so Ubud been quiet since uh, March actually. So the, the, when the government announced uh, that Bali will be closed for visitor. So I guess it was uh, the nyepi, the silent day. Um, and then after that, it's just like um, totally empty. So it's really uh, quiet right now. But actually, it's good. I mean, if, if, you, if you are in Bali uh, at this time, you, you'll find a very relaxing ambience and also no traffic, um, less people, it's, it's good in another way, but you know, it's, it's also give another impact to the economy, but it's good for the living. Yeah. So it's quite empty. Sure. I can imagine because when I was in Ubud last year, it's, I mean, it's so popular and it, I guess every tourist wants that experience where they're the only person there and they've got the island to themselves. But of course, you know, everybody wants that experience. So everybody's there and yeah, the traffic's pretty intense at times and it's, yeah, it's quite, it's, yeah. It doesn't have that sleepy feel that Uber that I heard. I was haven't been. Uh, I've only been there the once, but it's you know it was not that sleepy village that people talk about. Yeah, and now like at around eight or nine p.m., it's now it's totally dark. Like um, no one around on the street. But yeah, was, you can still find few people, but not as before before the uh, COVID nineteen. Now it's more like a Bali in, I think, uh, early 90s or maybe 80s. <laughs> so in a way, I can imagine that that is actually very pleasant. But for somebody that owns a business, it's, it's not really what you want. Uh, so tell us about Little Talks, the cafe that you have in Ubud. Tell us what that's like. 
so we've been running uh, the cafe uh, Little Box for four years now. Uh, we're located uh, at Champuhan, so across the Blanco Museum, and we got a exclusive view to the uh, Gunung Lebah Temple, which is um, next to Champuhan River. So it's actually the cafe is really it's a small cafe and quiet place um and now since uh the COVID uh happening uh we're try to keep it open to keep it running but with the um strict protocol like we reduce the seat number and then also we provide hand sanitizer and then uh ask people to wash their hand and then yeah we, we'll we try to keep it running even though it's now like Ubud is empty and no tourists uh, but yeah try to survive. Mm. What's it been like in terms of uh, COVID cases in Bali? Has there been a big uh, like a big spike in cases recently? Um, yeah the 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 cases still increasing since the first one in I, I guess in March, so it's still increasing uh, until now, um, and also the the government still trying to manage it, um, but you know it's been like almost six months since the first case in Bali, and then. Um, it's actually never here never we never uh totally locked down the island except the on the silent day so now people are getting um to start their activity i guess since since uh last june uh, or early early july people start like um going outside and then uh start working before the most of them was working from home and now they start back to the office and then um, start the daily activity like going to the market going to the um, grocery store or um, and then in in July the government also opened Bali for uh, domestic uh, tourists now we got uh, we get st- starting that uh, visitor from domestic tourists as well. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and the tourist. Yeah, and the tourism. The tourism object also open, so now people can visit like the Kintamani area before it was closed. Right. You said earlier that there was a silent day. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah. What's that? Uh. Yes. It was in March. Uh, the silent day is the um, the Hindus uh, holiday. Um, I th- have you heard like we we usually do it once a year, where we totally shut down the island for one day. Like no electricity, no activity. Uh, people are not allowing uh, are not allowed to go uh, outside. So we're just staying at home, do nothing. And no electricity. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's once a year. Okay, and did that coincide with the start of the pandemic in Bali? Yeah, it was at the same time. So usually we 
we only do the silent day for one day but this year uh the government uh announced uh, we extended into two days so we literally not going uh not go out from house for two days and also no electricity that's so weird that it was the same time yeah i think it just in the f- so the first case was a few days before nyepi before the silent day so i guess the government uh, make like the the silent day moment as uh like to control the 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 society i mean the uh the balinese people like um they so they start announce like uh if you if you need to go outside it should be uh like a necessary activity like so they start um advise people to limit their activity outside their house but we got the two days lockdown actually <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yes yeah. interesting yeah. yeah i mean bali's had you know a number of major incidents which have uh impacted the visitation to, uh you know t- uh so there's the bali bombings in 2002 and of course there was the volcano um explosion from last year right uh yeah it was two years ago two years ago yeah time flies so uh tell me what you did um particularly i know the cafe's been going for four years so tell me how the volcano impacted you and, and what you did after that yeah so um so actually we got we got the preparation because of the volcano <laughs> Thanks for the volcano. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it was uh in two thousand eighteen. Like when the volcano happened, uh, we got uh like uh lower. Uh, we got a lower sales uh, in my cafe, of course, and and any other business as well. Um, the the sales is decreasing. Like um, uh, also impact on the tourist number especially international one and then yeah because of the volcano then i um decide to reconsider again my target market so instead of rely on the international tourists um we switch it into uh, the local and domestic tourists so it's we approach um the indonesian people and the young indonesian especially so it's, it's actually start by just a s- simple thing like we use bahasa on every uh, our promotional um on social media so yeah we we switch it into um so we put bahasa first and then the second language is uh, english so yeah so that's uh when we start getting a local the local customer coming and luckily because we keep it that way now uh because of the pandemic and then um we got no international visitor the local uh, visitors still visit cafe and some of them are our regular customer right it's so interesting and so just by putting the bahasa language on your social media then the the Indonesians would start to say, ah, this place is speaking to us. It's not just full of Australians. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, some, sometimes, yeah, yeah, because sometimes me as Indonesian, if I read the caption in English, 
it's it feels like oh it's uh uh it's just for the international like it's not familiar but when it switched to bahasa i feel kind of feel more uh feel closer to the to the brand and then yeah just feel welcome so i think um that's 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 also uh impact so that's why we we, we just keep Sometimes we keep it bilingual, so uh, bahasa in English, but mostly in bahasa. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. I, I, I think people are people all around the world are thinking about how they can, I guess, future-proof their business or cope with what's going on now or find additional income streams or customer segments. And it's really interesting that out of a disaster that befell you a couple of years ago, that you went through exactly that thought process and, and found a really simple way to to extend your customer base. It's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's so it's it's so when you say it it seems so obvious, but it's um but yeah, it's I guess a lot of people don't do that. It's um yeah, very interesting. So now that Bali is allowed to have tourists from other parts of Indonesia, do you find that many people are traveling? Um, so since uh, July, we're now start getting few um, like some visitor from, especially from Jakarta, um, because now uh, they they open the the flight regularly between Bali and Jakarta, and usually on the weekend. Uh, we got more crowd, yeah. Are you scared to have people coming? Because I'm assuming, perhaps wrongly, but I'm assuming there are more COVID cases in Jakarta. Are you scared of people bringing coronavirus to Ubud? Um, not, not really. Like, I met some of my friend from Jakarta as well. But yeah, what what we do is like we keep uh put our mask and then we keep the physical distance and also uh, people who travel to Bali um, they should get tested before they able to board on flight oh do they have to yeah they they have to they have to get tested and yeah they have to be negative before they able to go to Bali okay oh that's great that's that would definitely give you a level of comfort so, Emma, I know that you do other things apart from run your lovely cafe. So, tell me about the other um, part of your life. Um, yeah. So, apart from my business on the cafe, I also work full time uh, on the uh, one foundation here in Ubud, uh, who do the Ubud Writers Readers Festival and Ubud Food Festival. So, I work full time with them, and also I run. A cafe wow so, yeah very busy so I guess both those those festivals which are real like signatures of Ubud and such big big moments on the on the calendar were cancelled or you had to be done in a very different way this year so the food festival is in April is it correct so it was planning in April but we need to postpone it and also the Ubud Writers uh, planning in October. Um, so when so when we postponed the Ubud Food Festival, we're thinking like uh, we're not sure like when this pandemic gonna 
where it's gonna go so we're just try to find um, a solution on how we uh, able to keep the festival running and then um, so last Monday we just uh, launched our uh, new brand the Kembali festival uh, which is a merge of two, two big festival the Ubud food uh, Ubud food festival and Ubud writers and readers festival uh, and we we create a digital uh, festival the the first digital festival like we're just trying to make it happen <laughs> and so what are the dates of the uh kumbali festival uh, the Kum- kumbali festival uh it's on 20 it start on 29th of october until the uh, 8th of november so it's gonna be um 11 days yeah, it will be online, and we'll we'll still trying to 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 create the um, physical festival here in Ubud for limited local audience. Um, but yeah, so we're still working on it. Okay, that sounds great. So I can go to Bali in October. I just have to go and join your festival online, and then I can be there in spirit. <laughs> I know. Yeah, sadly. Sadly, they postponed the international border open on the 11th September. Yeah, now they postponed it. I think not until end of this year. I'm I'm so glad that you've got your um, local tourists and domestic tourists that are um, visiting you. But obviously, so many businesses in Bali do rely on the internationals. So how do you how do you think people are going generally around the place? Um, so at the moment in Ubud, generally most of the business still closed, especially uh, the hotels, homestay, uh, especially the accommodation, um, and some big restaurant um, in the center of Ubud, which they really rely on the international tourists. But I guess now I see on the social media some of them also now redirect their uh, customer target into local now they start uh, over special discount to to indonesian or start using bahasa also on their caption so yeah i think uh, most of the business now start to adapt their business and uh, mostly uh, their their uh, target market into Indonesian, like it or not. Like we only now have the domestic tourists. Yeah, that's so interesting. So you, they're, cop- they're copying you now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So like they're now, uh, yeah, some of them are like all offer. 20% discount for KTP holder, KTP which means uh, the ID card for Indonesian nationality. So it's just great, <laughs> great for me. <laughs> yeah. Are there other people, I mean, you mentioned that it, it feels there like it felt, you know, felt like in the 80s. Um, are there people saying, oh, this is actually really nice. It, we should, you know, it should be a bit more like this. Yeah, you know, apart from the economy impact, like me and my friend also 
I also have a um, few expat friends who is from Australia as well, but they stuck in here, they couldn't return home. <laughs> um, we feel like we're, we're enjoying staying in Ubud at the moment, like um, less crowd, um, just feel a bit relaxed. But and and yeah, few few people. But yeah, you know, apart from the economic, uh, the economic impact, it's everything is good here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's um for I guess for a lot of people, the economic impact it's like it's everything. It's the the whole life is caught up in the business. So, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, I can imagine it would just must be really very peaceful and in in so many ways very lovely to be there it's the bali that people dream about true yeah and now we're uh i i don't know maybe because of the pollution as well now we got more uh, because of the air pollution is reduced now we get more insect like we heard more bird insect butterfly and yeah it's just really amazing that is really amazing yeah I wonder what the monkeys think. Oh yeah. Oh now they're they're not just staying at the monkey forest right now. They're hanging around uh, in Ubud Center. Really? Because Are like, they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they travel to the um uh the community area like because because uh the monkey forest uh, management they still feed the monkey but I guess because they they're not having a visitor, like no one playing with the monkey. Like the monkey just miss of hang around with people. So they <laughs> sometimes they're coming. Sometimes they're coming to my cafe. Are they? <laughs> yeah, but just few of them. But but it's okay. <laughs> the monkeys are the monkeys are like, what is happening? Like where is everyone? Let's let's check this out. <laughs> Where's everyone? I miss them, and then let's visit them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, Erima. How can you see things playing out? Like, what do you what do you think's going to happen? First, before before the government really locked the border of Indonesia, I I was afraid. Like, um, what's going on if there is no tourist in Bali? Like. Is people gonna survive, or how will the economic growth? And then it's turned out we've been we've been um, locked from the international um, almost six months, and it turned out everything like people gonna adapt. Like like um, some of my friend who was working in the hospitality industry. Now they they cannot just um waiting for the tourists uh coming back to Bali. Uh, they now start uh creating their business uh and then um start their new hobby then turn it into a source of income. Like one of my friend, he was he was uh he was a manager. And then it's because of the COVID now the business is not good. And then um, now he used his his hobby on the plant, so he loves plant uh, decorating uh, and landscaping. 
now he, he, he turned his hobby into a source of income now he often a service of consulting uh, house planning house plan uh, decorating and also landscaping which is it's it's a good uh, it's a good way like people now turn uh, not only rely on the hospitality industry but now they find other wa- other way to, to to keep survive in the economic like in economic matter like other are selling food uh, they cook food at home or baking so yeah now i'm buying buying my bread uh, the bread from my other friend and then some of them selling uh fried chicken and then i buy it from them it's it's just i, I just feel like um we're now very close to each other and like we keep our economic circle close like i buy from my other friend and then my my friend visit my cafe and buy something from me right yeah it's a real local economy yeah local economic and i think in the future um uh me and my friend also as uh as a ubudian and balinese also thought that maybe we won't we didn't want like being back to my tourism like before we hope like in the future the tourism is more like um on community basis and also um i don't know but, but not not too crowd as bali before the covid 19 interesting well i wonder what it's going to be like i know that there'll be australians that are really keen to get back to Bali but of I think yeah people will be nervous about international travel as well so perhaps Bali will stay nice and quiet and the monkeys will still be wondering what's happened to everybody <laughs> I really I I um I've only been to Bali once and it was only last year but I loved it so much I love the food and I loved it so much that I've just ordered uh, for home delivery some there's a Balinese uh, guy who's doing home delivered Balinese food and uh, tomorrow I'm getting ayam batutu and some satay lilit yeah so I'll have a I've had my uh, audio dose of bali from you and i'll get my culinary dose of bali from ida tomorrow so uh, emma thank you so much for um, letting us have a little trip to ubud today it's been so lovely to talk to you thank you so much denny i really wish you all the best <laughs> no it's great thank you thank you for inviting me this is dirty linen and i'm danny valant We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen@deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a Deep in the Weeds production.